don't see it right now, but when we worship, we join heaven in what the angels are doing. They're lifting up the name of Jesus. They're saying, worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. The one who gave his only life for us. And as we sing, there's power in our words. And we're singing and the enemy will know that we know who our God is. Through you. Through you, I can do anything. Yes, Lord, I believe it. I can do all things. Because it's you gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. Through you, blind eyes are open. Come on, do you believe that in this place? There's testimonies, there's stories in the Bible. They're real of Jesus healing people, of God bringing those who are blind and allowing them to see. God is still the healer today. He is still moving. But we have to come with expectation and belief and trust, God, that you are doing these things. Jesus, Jesus, we don't want to take your word, God. Like if it's nothing, Lord, you're real, God. And then with you, Lord, everything really is possible. gonna live by what I see, Jesus. Even though I don't see my family saved, oh God, I'm not gonna live by what I see. I'm not gonna live by what I feel and what people say about me. Oh Jesus, I'm not gonna live. So let's sing it out together. Oh, I'm not gonna live by what I see. No more. Yes. I'm not gonna live by what I feel.
inside our religion, Lord God. We want relationship in this place, God. We want closeness, God. We want intimacy, God. And that as we say we believe, Lord God, that we would trust you and take your word, God. when you walk into the room and it talks about when Jesus walks into the room how things change and I'm reminded of a scripture that I was reading this week in Mark when um, Jesus healed a, a guy who was demon possessed and there were so many people that seen him do it and instead of accepting him they rejected him they begged him to leave I just want you to think about that right now Jesus, the God-man, came from heaven. He walked on this earth, and people missed, missed his presence, missed who he was. And in this place, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss who God is in this place right now, in this moment, right now in your life. Make it personal.
It's all about what you want to do, God. forsake anyone Lord that you receive all who are weary you said come to me all and I will give you rest I pray God that you give anyone who is broken here rest God and you show them Lord how great you are pray God that tonight God will be the night of salvation for everyone here Lord
God, that tonight, God, will be a great night. God, that everyone here, God, will just love each other, God. That we'll make friends and have fellowship, Lord. God, that darkness will flee, God, through the fellowship, God, of everyone here, Lord. And we will gather together as a family, God, as unity, as a body of Christ, no matter what age we are, we can all gather together, Lord. We pray this in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. We here Elevate. Who's excited for Elevate? Oh, y'all gonna have to make some noise. Who's excited for Elevate? Let's get it, right? Come on, go ahead. Tell them how excited you are for Elevate. How excited are you for Elevate? Okay, you ready? How excited are you for Elevate? That was whack. All right, we're here at Elevate. We're here every Friday night, 7 p.m. And here at Elevate, we do have some things we want to let you know about. They're called announcements. And we're going <laughs> to elevate. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now we have a vision. Loving God and loving people. So who knows what loving God means? Raise your hand. So none of y'all know how to love God. Dang. What's it mean, Yuli? Shout it out. Wow. That was very descriptive. Hey, man, give him a hand for knowing how to love God. And loving people, we go out on the streets, we preach to them to say that Jesus would save their soul, make them whole, fill them up like he did in all of our lives. If you've been saved, raise your hand. So if you don't have your hand up, you need to get saved. Amen. And next we're going to have a, we're going to talk about our E, nope, we're not, never mind, I lied, I was, whoa, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about our E night, April 29th, 7 p.m., right here, E Lit, who likes that name? E-lit. It's about to get so lit in here. When you walk through the door, you're going to feel the fire of God. Amen. Amen. Then we're going to have this sermon series that we're starting today called That You May Know. And today's sermon title is Him Better. Who's excited for Steve to bring the anointed word of God, bring heaven to this stage right here. And we're going to have tears and it's going to be a good time. You're going to cry and you're going to love it. <laughs> Amen. And then we do have a discipleship strategy. We're going to connect you to the cross through our lives groups. Uh, righteously Redeemed make some noise. And who? when does the Righteously Redeemed take place? Can somebody remind me? First and third Wednesdays. Okay, okay. And what about the ambassadors? And when is your life group? First and third Saturdays. And then there's the resistance. And when is your life group? Okay, we got the sound booth making some noise. Amen. And then we're going to mentor you one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to take you through uh, spiritual growth. Who in here is in one-on-one? I'm going to need to hear you because I feel like nobody's hyped today. Amen. One-on-one is a great thing. Then we're going to get you into our 201, which is a uh, leadership class, which trains you to be elders and deacons in the church so you could go out and make disciples and make more disciples. Amen. And then we do have a goal. We want 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches and 500 around the world. If you believe that, can you stand to your feet and say amen? 
Wow, wow, amen to that. Ties and offerings, let's get prepared. Who knows what a tithe is? Man, wow. Nobody knows what Y'all always answer. Oh, JoJo. Oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even look this way. Go ahead, JoJo. 10% of your total income. Is that correct? Oh, I, need, I need to see on screen. I need proof. All right. Give him a hand. He got it right. Example, 10% of $100 is $10. It's not really hard to give. Who, who thinks it's hard in here to give $10? That's what I thought. Amen. Who knows what an offering is? Dang, don't nobody know about offerings to God? Oh, you know what offering is? What's the offering? Bro? We got the newcomer. All right. When you give something after your tithe to God, is he right? I kind of added some words in there, but he was right. He had it. As soon as it comes up on the screen, we're going to clap for him. Give him the biggest round of applause for the newcomer. Getting it right. Amen. And... Now we have an example. It's the same example we've had for two weeks. So if nobody knows this, it is over with, okay? 10% Yuli, you think you know it. You might be wrong. I don't trust you. Christian, I don't trust you either. I need a youth who I can trust who's in school and go, Raul, come here, Raul. I see you with your hand up talking. Nah, come up here now. Nah, uh -uh, it's over with. Oh, he's shy. Okay, come here, Destiny. Come on. I know you ain't shy. Come on. I don't need some shy people, yo. I need some hype people, like, shout, shout the answer. Make everybody excited about this answer. $34.74. Wow! $34.74. That got me excited. I love giving my money to God. All right, if it was me, I'd give all three forty-seven. But, hey, that's just me, man. You do what you do. All right, and now we're going to get into a time of prayer. If you would bow your heads and pray with me. Lord, we come in your mighty name, and we just thank you for this time, God. We pray that you would anoint the word, God, that you would uh, bring bring souls to you, God. Anyone here that doesn't know you, Lord, that they would come to know your mighty name and the, the glorious sacrifice that you gave us, Lord, so that we can have eternal life and spend it with you, worshiping you, God. And it's in your mighty name that we pray, Lord. Amen. All right, all right, all right. How's everybody doing? We're about to get ready to do something cool and lit. All right, we're going to do a Bible quiz. If you guys are ready, let's get a hand clap. All right, so here's how we're going to do it, all right? There's going to be two rounds, okay? The first round is going to be two one one -er. So if you're in the one-on-one, you have the opportunity to participate in the first round. And the second round is going to be of two one-ers, okay? So if you're in the two-one, you get to participate in the second round, okay? So who's ready? All right, if you're a one-on-one, if you want to come up here and do this thing, I want you to raise your hand, volunteers. Anybody want to go against somebody in the Bible? I'm going to start choosing people, man. I, I, I know, guys, one-on-oneers are kind of shy. They're always kind of shy. They're like, man, I don't have my boldness yet. I didn't receive the Holy Spirit. That's in lesson five, six, six, lesson six of the one-on-one book. But, yeah, anybody want to volunteer to go? Woo, all right. 
Who wants Destiny to go? Raise your hand. Who knows who Destiny is? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Any other candidates? Destiny, come up here. You're a contestant, everyone. All right, let me get another one. Any more candidates, nominees? Anybody want to nominate somebody? <laughs> Oscar, okay. Okay, it's between Oscar or Will, okay? For Oscar, for, uh, for Oscar, raise your hand. For Will, raise your hand. Will, come on, go up here. It's, it's you, man. All right. We have Will. He's not a trader, man. You got this, man. And yeah, you got this too, right? All right. We got Will. What's your stage name, Will? What's your stage name? It's only the name that Destiny gave me God's will. It's God's will? Is that the final answer? God's will. All right, Destiny, what's your stage name? OCQ, Orange Chicken Queen, okay? All right, you guys ready? Yeah, I guess I'm ready. All right, let's do this. I'm not sure if there's prizes involved, but you're going to do it for the glory of God anyway, right? All right. First question. What are the two greatest commandments Jesus gave? Before you answer, I just want to let you guys know, it's best two out of three, okay? Got it? You know what two out of three is? Okay. What are the two greatest commandments that Jesus gave us? Amen, it's love, God, love people. That's one for destiny. All right. All right, I'm going to give this one. It's from the Old Testament. Don't worry, I don't think I don't I don't think it's too hard. All right, who did David kill with a stone in the forehead? <clears throat> no, David's brother was not Abraham. Dun 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 dun. Next question. You guys are clueless. Okay, I don't even know what you said. I'm sorry. Um, next question. Thank you. <laughs> good okay. After Jesus died, how many days did it take for him to rise from the grave? Three days, right? Three days. Give it up for Will. Will got one answer. All right. Here's a moment of death, okay? Last one. How? Oh, no. Yeah. How many disciples did Jesus have? Twelve. Twelve it is, Destiny One. Woo! All right, give it up for Destiny and Will. Will, you still did awesome, man. All right, now we got the bold two of oneers that are gonna come up and rock this show. Okay, I'm expecting you guys to know a lot. Okay. All right, you guys want TJ? You guys want TJ? TJ, come on up here, bro. And any? No, I want a girl. I want a girl. Karina, anybody want Karina? Karina, Karina. Where's she at though? Tell me why you sitting in the All right, give me a, give me another nominee. Who you want? Who Amanda? You guys want Amanda? You guys want Amanda? Amanda, get on up here. Your second round. Let's go. 2 1. All right, this is a great moment right now. This is a great moment, man. 
All right, you guys got a shirt. He got a shirt that says God runs this and a shirt that says blessed. I think that's a great thing. Okay, what's your stage name? Good News Hughes. All right, what's your stage name? It's Amanda. I don't know. Give it up for Amanda. I don't know. All right. All right, you guys ready? Question number one. Who was the first king of Israel? That's your final answer? Yeah, it's not David. All right, they have no idea. Next question. <laughs> All right. Saul. King Saul was the first king of Israel, guys. All right. Which one of the 12 disciples that Jesus had didn't die from persecution? Dun, 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 dun. Here's a hint. He has a he has a gospel in the Bible, so you only got four choices, man. Peter. Peter does not have a gospel. No. Who? It was not Matthew. No, Matthew died from persecution. Next question, guys. It was John. John did not die from persecution. Okay. Okay. What was the first sermon Jesus ever preached? The first sermon Jesus ever preached. There's a title in it. <laughs> dun 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 dun. I don't know if that's a hit. <laughs> Got anything? Give it your best shot. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. No? Doesn't ring a bell? I'm going to start asking you guys some one-on-one questions. <laughs> All right, here's a one-on-one question, guys. Which disciple walked on water? All right, it was Peter, yes. Woo! All right, finish the sentence. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless what? Raise your hand. Yes, get over TJ. That's one, one. All right, I'm going to try another two-on-one question, okay? Another more advanced question. How many days was Jesus in the desert while he was fasting after he got baptized? How many days? How many days? Raise your hand if you got it. Raise your hand. Forty days, yes. All right, TJ got it. So I'm talking about. All right, guys, that was a great round. You may sit down. Yes, we're done. He got. He won two out of three, so he got it. All right, guys. Now we're gonna get into the word. I'm gonna present my man Stephen Ramos. He's gonna come up to give the word. Elevate. Elevate. Yes, man. I'm gonna move this up just a little bit. And then we could turn down the beats, right? Give it up for the DJ. Come on, somebody. Right? We got to give him a nickname, so we're going to leave it to you guys, right? Think about, what is it? DJ Joe, right? So whatever little nickname you guys have, think about it, right? Get real crazy with it. The end of the, uh, the, end of the night for Elevate, we're going to yell it out, and then we're going to anoint him with that name. DJ, boom, 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 right? Think about that stuff, right? But um, how many love Jesus? Amen. How many uh, just you know? How many were here last week? With a show of hands, right? Three, four, right? 
Not a lot of us, right? Um, so definitely, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring up last week just for a little bit, um, about 60 seconds, and then we'll go from there, right? But let's, uh, let's do something that we all need to start doing more often, right? And that's what? Let's pray. Come on, bow your head. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for who you are, God. And we pray, God, that you would have your way in this place tonight, God. Lord God Almighty, we don't want to just hear some, some sermon, Lord God. I don't want to just preach just to preach sake, God. Lord, but I pray, God, that our lives will be changed, God. I pray, God, that our hearts will be rocked so much, God, by your love, by your glory, by your presence, God, that all we want to do, God, is surrender at your feet, Lord God, and say, Lord, what would you have us to do, God? Lord, have your way in this place tonight, God. I pray that you would give us all, Lord God, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, Lord God, revelation from you, God. Have your way in this place. Let us be born again, God. Change lives in Jesus' name. And everybody says? Amen. Come on, somebody. Last week, well, as you guys see, um, the, uh, the sermon title uh, this week is Him Better, right? The, uh, the series is That You May Know, right? K-N-O-W. And today is Him Better, right? Today's the first day that we're going to kick off this series, and I'm excited. Right? How many of you guys excited? Right? That's what I'm talking about, man. So this thing, the purpose of this, um, of this sermon series is not just so we can just be like, oh, man, that was awesome. Oh, man, that was a cool series. No, it is the purpose of this sermon is to get to know God better. It's to draw nearer to God, right, so that God, as the Bible says, will draw near to us, right? How many want God to draw near to us, right? So if we want God to draw near to us, we first have to draw near to God, all right, Last week we talked about examining our hearts, right, examining ourselves to see whether, whether Jesus Christ is inside of us, right? If you guys weren't here uh, last week, we had the sermon online, right? You guys can check that out. If you, you want to check it out, let us know. We'll give you the link and you go check that out. But it was a sermon talking about your heart to see if Jesus really is in there, right? Or were you just a religious person just doing religious things, right? That's what you want to examine yourself for. If you guys can open up your Bible and go to the next slide, uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, starting with verse 15, right? Can you guys see that? Yeah, you guys can see that. All right, so, and this is what the Bible says, right? This is Paul who wrote uh, the epistle or letter in uh, to the Ephesians and to all of us here today. And it says, for this reason, everybody say, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith, in the, it's okay. in the Lord Jesus, right, and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Somebody say prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. And revelation. Somebody say revelation. And then right here, so that we may know him better, all right? That is the utmost goal, is so that we may know him better, right? And I'm not talking about know him like on Xbox One or whatever, and he's going to play with us on the division, and we're shooting everybody up, teammates, everybody. No, man, I'm talking about know him better, right? How many know your boyfriend or your girlfriend? No. Right? You don't have one? Right? Raise your hand. Let me try this again. How many know your boyfriend or your girlfriend, right? We got, we got to engage people here. Brian, do you know? 
Pretty good? He thinks, right? He thinks. Carol, I got your back, girl. If you don't know, you, you let me know, all right? So the thing is, right, I like to bring up relationships because this, this word no is talking exactly about that. It's talking about relationships. You see, and for some of us or whatever, right, relationships kind of come and go, especially at the age that you guys are in, right? Bays, today, today we got this bay, tomorrow we got this bay, and next week is another bay, right? And it just goes from there. You know what I mean? I have, I have uh, school students or whatever, right? I work, I work at an um, alternative high school, and it's like this one girl's like, man, you want to know who my bae is today? I'm like, no, right? I'm still trying to get to know bae from yesterday. Like, what do you mean you got a new bae today? You know what I mean? So she obviously doesn't know anything about relationships, right? So the thing with it here, right, Paul begins to, he starts off with, for this reason, right, about all the good things that uh, the Ephesians were doing. And he says, ever since I heard about your faith, somebody say faith, right? And then after that, he says, in the Lord Jesus, right, and your love, somebody say love, for all God's people, right? Loving God, loving people. See, last week we talked about examining your hearts to see if Jesus Christ is in there. What, what Paul is doing within the, uh, the, the letter to the Ephesians is that he's given the Ephesians and us a foundation of what it is to be a believer, what it is to be a Christian. And he starts off real simple. If you really just study it and look at it, this is the foundation of every Christian believer. This is what takes you from, from, from a sinner to a saint, right, from an unbeliever to a believer, from somebody who's going to hell to somebody who's now going to heaven by those two things, faith, somebody say faith, and love. See, faith is, is the, the initiative that we must have as believers to believe in Jesus Christ. Faith, right? I believe in Jesus Christ. You then confess him right with your mouth, believe him in your heart, and the Bible says you will be saved. And then after that comes action. Somebody say action, right? True faith always proceeds, right? Or, or, or true faith, what proceeds true faith is action. And in this case, it's always love. When you read your Bible, whatever, right, or even some people, or if not everybody in here that is saved, the exact thing happened. I believed in Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, I loved people. I love God, right? I started to do things for other people. I started to look at things in a different manner. I didn't want to steal no more. I wanted to actually pay for something, right? I didn't want to sleep with this girl no more. I wanted to be holy, right? I wanted to do things right. Faith had to come first, then love. So you have the belief. And then you had the action that proved that the belief was actually genuine. Somebody missed that, right? Some religious pe person in here missed that, right? Because you thought it was like, well, I thought if I do all my good deeds or whatever, I'll be okay. No. First is faith, and then it's action. That action proves that the faith is genuine. If you have faith and you don't have works or actions behind that, you are not a true believer. Because it happens every single time, and we're going to see that in this sermon. So that is the foundation, and I'm just trying to lay a foundation down, right? You guys know what a foundation is, right? Somebody raise your hand. Anybody know what a foundation is, right? Foundation. Your house, when you go back home, has a foundation. If it wasn't for that foundation, you can fart, and that thing will probably just fall. Like, bam, that's it. It's gone. You know what I mean? You need a foundation in order for your house to, stay up, you know, to, to stand up and stay still when storms come and everything like that, right? A foundation. Faith and love in Jesus Christ, right, is that foundation that you then build up everything else from, right? 
So it is from that perspective that Paul begins to write to the Ephesians, and he moves on from that basic elementary beliefs, right, or basic elementary doctrine or teachings, that faith, that from faith comes love, action, and then after that, he goes on to the next things, right? And he says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. First faith, then love. And then after that, we ought to start praying and seeking God so that we can know him better. When I got saved in the county jail, right, locked up for a first-degree attempt murder, all sent off, game banging, gang chief, all this other stuff. I was in my cell when God saved my life in my cell, right? 1999 in the summer, right? I had faith in God. Then I, after that, I started to act upon my faith. But after that, I remember when I got off count and I said, man, I'm dropping my flags or whatever, no longer game banging. I remember going back to the cell that same day and I opened up the Bible and I began to read Hebrews. And I wanted to know who is this God that I just gave my life to? See, it meant something to me because my life was on the line. I had to believe and know who this individual was, who God was, right? Because people were now going to try to get me, try to hurt me, whoop me, stab me, kill me, whatever the case may be. It took faith. It took love. And it took me knowing God and who he is. Amen? I want to give you guys some definitions if we can go to the next slide. The first definition is wisdom, right? Definition of wisdom is the knowledge that is gained by having many experiences in life. My personal definition is applying knowledge that has been gained, right? It's the application of the knowledge that you have up here. Now going out through actions, right? You learn something, man, you know what I mean? Four, you know, four plus four is eight. Man, I learned that. I'm going to apply that now, right? Have four dollars, get four more. I have eight, right? It's application, right? Applying the knowledge to your life. The, sec the next slide. Revelation, right, is an act of making something known, an act of revealing something in usually a surprising way. My personal definition, God revealing himself unto you that was not known by you before. Is everybody with me so far? Right? Now you just learned what, what wisdom was or the definition of wisdom, and now you have the definition of revelation. Paul was praying that both these things, right, be added unto our life for the purpose of getting to know him better. So wisdom, we have to receive. The knowledge is gained by having many experiences in life. We have to begin to gain knowledge by God, right? And it's not a knowledge, you know what I mean, that we gain from school. It's not a, lot, a knowledge that you can just get just, just out of left field, right? It's a knowledge that comes by experience and experiencing God in your life. Who is God? Why is God? Where is God, right? Basic questions, right? Revelation or whatever is something that comes straight from God. It's something that you did not know before. See, right now I can say, man, I know that God is a delivering God. You know why I can say that? Because he delivered me out of prison. So nobody can take that from me. I have seen a side of God, a side that says deliverance because he delivered me from jail. Some of you guys say, man, well, you know what? If that's the case, then, man, God has delivered me from some stuff, so I know God as a delivering God too, right? So then when drama comes up or something happens in your life, you could remember, bam, God is delivering God. Hey, God, you're delivering God. I'm going through the situation, right? People are coming against me because I'm a Christian in school, and God, I need your help. You're a delivering God. Deliver me, right? Now, he may not send you the Steinmetz right from Kelvin Park or whatever the case may be. He may very well say, I want you to stay there. 
because I want you to be the light to these people, right? And we'll get to something like that, right? And then the last definition, right, I want to let you guys know is the definition of no, K-N-O-W. This one is defined as have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them, right? Paul said to get to know him, capital H, God, better, right? And the no means have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them, be familiar or friendly with them. You see, and right now if I ask you guys, and I remember preaching a sermon, right, a little bit ago, whatever, calling, oh, it, was, it was called, do you know God or do you just know of God, right? See, because this no, the same no that, that Paul uses here is a no of intimacy. It's a no of knowing somebody to such a degree that nobody else can tell you different about this individual. Like, I know my wife, right? I know her. I know what she likes. I know what's going to make her smile. I even know the kind of look that I can give her that would have her all like, oh, my goodness, right? Like, it's going down. Like, don't be looking at me like that in church, right? Stuff like that. And I already know, like, girl, you already know, right? You already know, girl, to go down. So the thing is, like, she knows that. She knows that intimately. She knows that romantically. She knows that personally, relates through relationships. She knows that, and I know that about her. And the question is, do we know God like that? Do we take the time to know that fleshly person, that human person, right? That same time that we take with that human, do we, do we spend enough time or that kind of time with God Almighty to get to know him? And see, that's what's going on tonight. That is what God is trying to ask us. Are you willing to get to know me better? Or are you just going to listen to Google and Yahoo and Facebook and all these other places or whatever that talk about me? CNN and everybody else, or are you going to get to know me for yourself? Let's move on, right? If you can open up your Bible to Exodus chapter 33, verse 13 through 20. And this is going to be the example, right? And it says Moses got to know him better, right? These are going to be the examples, right? The Old Testament, they say, is Jesus Christ hidden, right? And the New Testament is Jesus Christ revealed, right? But the New Testament, when you begin to read the, I mean, the Old Testament or whatever, you'll start seeing like, man, man, I, I see what God was talking about here with Moses. I see what's going on here, right? So the, it's, it's hidden in there, but all you got to do is study it, and God will reveal it to you. He will give you that revelation about himself, and that's what happened with Moses, all right? So we, I'm going to start reading with verse, uh, starting with verse 13, and um, this is what it says. If you are pleased with me, this is Moses talking uh, to the Lord, right? If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you, right? And then it says, remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest, right? And then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And he goes on from there, right? The, the, the Israelites had sinned, and I can't read this verbatim, right? But the Israelites had sinned, right? Sinned against God and made this golden calf, right? How many know what I'm talking about, right? You guys see this on TV and stuff? The, the Israelites came out of Egypt, right? Thank you. The Israelites came out of Egypt, right? And after that, Moses was on top of the mountain trying to get to know God or whatever on different levels. And all of a sudden, they went to his brother, right, and the sister. And they said, man, we don't know about this Moses character. He's gone or whatever. But you know what? We want a God. We want somebody we can see and touch or whatever. You know what I mean? Somebody that, you know, we can control. So they, you know, they took off all the gold, threw it in the fire, melted it or whatever, and they crafted this thing that looked like a calf, 
They began to sing and dance. Obviously, that was idolatry, right, to God. He was displeased. After that, he said, you know what? Go and leave from me, right? You're a stiff-necked people. I'm not going with you. Moses was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you don't go with us, then how can we go anywhere, right? At least he had enough sense to do that, right? So the thing is, I want you guys to understand here, right? It says, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways that I may know and continue to be and continue to find favor with you. See, at this time, Moses did not know God on a level that he knew God until after this situation had happened. You see, they went, he went on ahead and did the exodus, and they got delivered out of Egypt, right? And the people knew God as a delivering God, one who delivers his people, right? One who exodus, who did the exodus and exited his people out of Egypt into going toward the wilderness and the promised land. That was the, uh, uh, the main spot to go to was the promised land. That was the goal, right? But see, in that, what was happening was that salvation was presented to the Israelites. They were delivered. They crossed over the Red Sea on dry ground. And God presented them salvation. See, and initially what had to happen was God had to show them that he was God and that he was a saving God, right? So after that, he then went on ahead and, and, and activated their faith, right? So they believed, even though it took some time or whatever, but they believed in God. And after that, God delivered them right? Salvation in the making, just like Jesus Christ did with us, right? We believed in him, and after that, he saved our lives, and then they had to go to the next level. But Moses and the people of God only knew what God was able to do and what God did in Exodus. How many with me so far? In Egypt, I mean, right? How many understand what I'm going on? I don't want to lose anybody, right? So now what happens is that now they're in the wilderness. They made it up to the mountain, right? And now God is like, okay, I need them to know me in a different way. And he allows all these things to happen, right? So after that, Moses was like, man, if I have found favor in your sight, go with us, right? But I want to go down to verse, um, verse 18, and this is what Moses says. Then Moses said, after God said, you know what, I'm going to do this very thing that you ask, I'm going to go with you, right? After that, Moses says, out of left field, right, now show me your glory. In verse 18, right, they're talking about, man, can you go with me? Okay, man, when, 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 and God said, yes, okay. And when um, automatically when Moses, seeing that he had favor with God, he flipped the switch and he said, well, God, show me your glory. You see, and right there and then, there was a turn in the story of the Exodus. There was a turn in the life of Moses and in the life of the Israelites. And that turn was about to turn for the good because God was about to show him different parts that they never knew about God. But they had to go through that stuff in order to, to, to know God in that manner, right? So what happened was the glory of God then, what, what, uh, what, what, uh, what God told Moses was that you cannot see my face, right? Because anybody that sees my face will die. But I will put you in this mountain and in this cliff, and I'm going to pass by you. And when I pass by you, I'm going to proclaim to you the glory of God. You see, and this glory was not like a seraphim or some diamonds and stuff like that, and he didn't come in driving on the cutlass, right, with like 20-inch rims. No, that wasn't the glory of God. You know what I mean? The glory of God was actually the character and the nature of God himself. That's what meant everything. It was not like, hey, I'm going to show you the light that I'm in. No. It was not like, hey, I'm going to show you my throne and all the little emeralds I have on this. It wasn't even like that. Nothing like that. You know what I mean? That's stuff that we human do, right? Hey, I'm going to show you my glory, dude. Come to my crib, and I'm going to show you my Xbox One. Dude, I got all these games, dude. It'll go down. And some of you guys know I do have Xbox One, right, with all these games. That's another thing, right? 
But the thing is, that's the kind of stuff we show off. Dude, you got to see my new car, right? Dude, check out these Jordans, right? Retro, bam, right? All this other stuff, you know what I mean? Check out the new fro or whatever, you know what I mean? That's our glory, right? But it's not the same with God Almighty. And see, what, God, what, what, what Moses was asking, he didn't even understand what he was asking yet. But he knew that he needed to get to know God. And this is what happened, right? We can go on to the next one, right? In Exodus 34, verse 6, it says, Then the Lord, uh, the Lord then shows Moses his glory as he passed in front of, of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, this is God talking, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. You see, right there and then, Moses did not see God the way God just proclaimed himself to be. Moses was not able to see God as a God who forgives sin. Moses was not able to see God as a God who loves aboundingly, right? His love abounds. Moses didn't see God in these manners that God expressed himself in as a gracious God, slow to anger, right? Faithful in all his ways, right? Maintaining love to thousands. And what happened was that when, when God showed him this and proclaimed this to Moses, Moses' prayer totally changed because he spent time with God. And this is what happened with Moses' prayer. We can move to the next slide, right? Was that? Yes. In verse 8, 34, 8, it says, Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshiped. O Lord, if I have found favor in your eyes, he said, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, forgive our wickedness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. You see, his prayer changed. Anytime before this, Moses did not pray like this. But something happened when Moses was in the presence of God, right? And then he said, God, show me your glory. Show it to me. I want to know who you are for myself. I want to get to know you better. And see, right after that, when God did that, Moses' prayer changed then. And all of a sudden, Moses became an intercessor, not on his own initiative, not speaking his own word, but he began to speak things that was associated with the character of God. He began to pray things like, God, forgive us. Forgive this wicked people, this stiff-necked people, right? Forgive us. Go with us. Uh, adopt us, right, as your inheritance. Take us as your inheritance. His, his prayer life changed because he's seen the glory of God. And see, what happens is that inside this room, we have people that committed sin. Even, even today, people have committed sin. We have people that haven't been praying, people that haven't been reading their Bible, people that only been going to church back home and play the religious game, right? And you leave out of here and you jump right back on the roller coaster and it just takes you this way, this way, in a circle or whatever. Then you get back on the roller coaster, come back to church, God this, God that. Then you go back, jump right back on the roller coaster and then you keep going from there and it's a revolving door. And God is saying, all you need to do is get to know me better. Humble yourself and get to know me better. If we could all stand. You see, I know this may sound like, man, what is, what is Steve talking about? Why did he have to go through this cycle? If I can get uh, Jason up here too. Why did he have to go through this, through this whole cycle, man? 
See, because sometimes we don't understand stuff unless we see an example of it. You know what I mean? We may hear about the things of God. People may tell you, man, God is a delivering God. God will forgive sin. God is merciful. God is forgiving, right? God loves you. And we can tell you that until you're blue in the face, and still you will leave this place feeling depressed, feeling down and out, as though you can't even go to the mercy seat of God Almighty. Because you have yet to experience God's mercy. You have yet to experience God's forgiveness. And see, in every time, you go through the same thing. Man, I didn't pray this week, man. God don't love me no more. God's not hearing my prayer, Steve, man. I pray, and it's like it bounces on the ceiling, and it comes right back down to me, and it comes in a form of condemnation. He ain't hearing my prayer. I'm not good enough, Steve. I'm not. And see, the thing is, the reason why you say things like that is because you don't know God. You don't know him for yourself. And the leaders can tell you until we're blue in the face. You know what I mean? Will, God loves you. Right? Karina, God has forgiven you, girl. Right? Brian, God has mercy on you. He's abounding in love. He's slow to anger. Right? Raul, God is a merciful God, man. Right? And we can tell you this until we're blue in the face, and yet you will look at us and be like, no, I, I can't believe that. Because it doesn't agree with your own logic and your own finite minds, your own limited minds. But see, what we need to do, as I did in that cell, and what Moses did here, is say, God, show me your glory then. See, I need to know you for myself, God. I need to know you for myself. I hear what, what Pastor Steve is saying. I hear what the leaders are saying. I hear what everybody else is saying. But God, show me your glory. I need to know you for myself. I need to see your glory, God. And see, that's when change comes, y'all. It's not going to come on your own initiative. It's not going to come because Dr. Phil told you to breathe three times and do a jumping jack. It's not going to come because you say 14 Hail Marys or whatever and kiss the rosary. It ain't going to come like that. All these religious acts are not going to do anything for you until you stand in the presence of God, or in this matter, surrender and submit on your knees and say, God, show me your glory. And it's in that time where God will stand in front of you, right? He will stand in front of you, and he will put you in a cliff, right? Somewhere where you can position yourself of safety and foundational. And in this, in this case, he will put you in Jesus Christ, the one who died for your sins. And he would say, now I can show you who I am. Now I can tell you who I am, son or daughter. I'm a forgiving God. I'm slow to anger. I'm abounding in love. And I love you and I'm ready to forgive you. I'm ready to show you who I am. And on top of that, I'm ready to change you. Change your prayer. Change the way you look at me. So you can look at me the way I show you who I am. And see, this is not a thing to be afraid of. Because all it takes is a step of faith. Just say, God, show me your glory. Show me who you are. Will you forgive me in this position? Will you forgive me for X, Y, and Z, right? Would you forgive me for the sins I have done up to this point, God? For the sins I even done today. Will you do that, God? And I'm telling you, God will speak 
because he spoke to a sinner like me when I was in my cell. And I said, God, I need to know you for myself. I heard about you with these people, you know, they preach and all this other stuff and what everybody else said. But God, I need to know you personally, God, because my life is at stake now. You see, they didn't just let me go after that. You know what I mean? I had to stay in there for three years. And for three years, I had people, you know what I mean, talking and craziness, coming at me. Hey, man, you better get back on count. You better start gaming again, or we're going to do X, Y, and Z to you. All this other craziness. And I had to sit there. And the reason why and the way I made it, it wasn't because of me. It was because the God, the one I trusted, the one who gave me who he is. And he said, son, I am a protector. I am a refuge. I'm a strong tower in who you can run to, and I will protect you. You see, I had to stand on those promises. But the only, real, the only way I was able to accept those promises is when God showed me who he was. And see, tonight, man, don't go home without asking God to show you his glory. To show you who he is so that you can know him better. And if we could all bow our heads. Father, I pray, God, just like Paul prayed, Lord God, to the Ephesians, Lord God, for the people, God, I pray for this congregation, God, that, Lord, you would give them the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God, with wisdom and revelation, God, so that they would know you better, God. Lord, that you will give them the knowledge, Lord God. And when you give them knowledge, that with wisdom, they would apply the knowledge to their lives, God. And that you will give them revelation, God. The revelation that can only come from you as you show us your glory, as you show us who you are through your Bible, through prayer, Lord God, through fellowship, God. And that, God, they will grow to know you better, God. That they will know you personally. That they will know you intimately, God. God, you did it for me. And I pray now, God, that you would do it for them, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill them up with your Holy Spirit, God, and wisdom and revelation, God, so that they can know you better, God, at this time, Lord. And congregation, brothers and sisters in Christ, this altar now is open, man. And if you want God to show you his glory, I would say come. Come to the front, humble yourself in front of here, just you and God. And simply just pray, God, show me your glory. Show me your glory, God. Because that is what tonight's about. It's about knowing God better. Not just because, but so that you can be changed by God Almighty. By the wisdom and the revelation he gives you. And at this time, for those of you that God has been speaking to you since this sermon started, I would say come out of your seats. Come to the front and let this be an altar where you can just give it all to God and say, God, show me your glory. And I'm going to do it too because I want to see more of God's glory. It's not just you guys. I need this too. I'm a man just like you guys. I'm a human being just like you And I want God to show me his glory too. So I'm going to join you guys on this floor. And my prayer is going to be the same as yours, God. Show me your glory, God.
want to know you for myself, Lord. And I would just ask that you guys come forward. The altars are open. Don't be afraid. Don't let the man on the left or the girl on your right distract you. I would say come and get to know God for yourself. Pray. Seek his face. Right? Humble yourself under his mighty hand as, as Moses did. And pray. God, show us your glory. Amen.
there's people in here thinking that it's too late. And God is saying it's never too late. That God abounds in love. That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that it's never too late. It's never too late to start over. It's never too late to allow God to have his way in your life. It's not too late. God said today is the day for salvation. Today is that day where you just lay it down at his altar, right at his feet. And you allow him to show you who he is. He loves you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to make you born again. That is what it's about. Some of you guys in here, man, are supposed to be leaders already. And some of you guys are called to leadership. But yet you're allowing the lies of the devil to hold you back. And God is saying, I'm allowing you to go through these situations so that you can know me better. See, I had to go through jail in order to know God better. I had to go through trials and tribulations to know God better. Moses had to go through trials and tribulations to know God better. Because in them, while you were tested, God was creating a testimony. Because he knew that as he gets you through that test, that there's going to be a testimony. And you will look back and tell somebody else, man, I've been through that. And out of that, God gave me a new song. He gave me a testimony from my test. And he showed himself to be true, that he's a God who provides. He's a God who delivers. He's a God who has mercy. But what you guys got to do and what we got to do is take the initiative and say, God, here I am now. Oh, God, here I am. Have your way in my life, God. Would you but have your way in my life? Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, God. And Lord, there's people in here, God, that struggles with their, their, their belief, God, and I pray that you would help them with their unbelief, God. There's people that struggle with their faith, God. I pray that as they seek your face, you would, Lord God, grow their faith in them, God, that their faith would increase, God, and that, Lord God, will proceed, Lord God, from their actions of love, loving God and loving people, God. I pray, Lord, you have your way tonight, God. As we break out in our breakout groups, God, I pray that, Lord, you will give them a boldness, that if they have questions, let them ask, Lord God, and let you give answers, God. Lord, if they have concerns and doubts, let them voice that in their life groups, God, right now. Let them get answers, God. Let them get answers from people, Lord God, who have been through things, Lord God, and have seen your glory and have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, that he is true to his word. God, have your way, Lord, in this place. In the name of Jesus, God. And now we're going to break out in our breakout groups. Righteously redeemed on the left, on my left. We're going to have ambassadors on my right and resistance in the back. And I pray that you guys will get answers to all your questions, man, and seek God more. Amen. Jesus Christ.